guys. Welcome back to Love God and Your Neighbor. This is Pastor Laura Hutchinson from First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama. And welcome to the season of Lent. This is the time in our uh, Christian calendar and in our Christian year when we focus on the things that are um, sometimes difficult to face, sometimes focusing on our shortcomings or on the darker times of our lives is difficult. We all want to focus on the good. We all want to be happy. We want everything to be bright and light and airy. And the fact is that sometimes life just isn't like that, is it? No matter how much we want life to be awesome all the time, sometimes it just isn't. But how do we move forward as people of faith? And how do those times of darkness and trial help us to grow in our faith. During those times of trial are also times of temptation and, um, and doubt and just wilderness wanderings like Jesus as he wandered in the wilderness and was tempted by the devil. So that's what we're talking about today. We are beginning the season of Lent, this journey to the cross, this journey with Jesus through the wilderness towards the resurrection. Let us be focused on who we are, who God has called us to be, and what changes we might need to make in our lives in order to become that person God wants us to be. I pray for you and I and I and I look forward to hearing from you um, and I pray that this time, this journey, is one of transformation for you. Amen. I love you guys. Bye. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Now, in a world obsessed with pleasure and happiness and positivity, Lent could be a pretty unpopular season for some people to observe. It is a season that is decidedly not fun, right? It is unfun in this season of Lent. The music is more somber. The subject matter is often about sin or reflecting on making serious changes in your life. And so as a preacher, I have often found myself burdened with the internalized pressure to lighten up as Lent progresses through the season. I mean, I, I start to feel bad about not being more fun or joyful week after week after week. But every year, God tells me to soldier on because this period of self-imposed desolation is an important and even necessary part of our spiritual growth. Today, we meet Jesus in the midst of a period of desolation. He has been ushered out into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit in order to be denied of company 
worldly comforts or pleasures, and even peace of mind. Matthew 4 says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. And then the tempter came. Twice in my life I have had experiences like this. Times of spiritual darkness when I felt that I was on my own and could not hear God. I could not count on God. It was times of wilderness wandering. Times when I could not discern God's will for me and for my life. And as I said before, I call these kinds of experiences periods of desolation. For me, both periods lasted for almost a year each, and they were two of the hardest years of my life. Not only did I feel like things around me were falling apart against my will and not entirely of my own doing, but just when I needed God the most, I felt like he wasn't there at all. You know what I discovered? It was that those seemingly terrible times in my life were an important part of my spiritual growth. And more, these types of experiences were common parts of many people's spiritual journeys. Many of you may have experienced desolation as well. Have you gone through periods of doubt and confusion about the existence or goodness or presence of God? That is desolation. Have you never doubted God's existence, but felt as if God had pulled away from you? Had stopped talking to you? Have you experienced an an extended time of trial or loss in your life, and you cried out, God, where are you? Or have you felt that you were being tested, tempted even, and didn't understand why? All of these scenarios are ways of living through spiritual desolation, and I am sure that there are many other ways of experiencing it as well. So if you know what it feels like, then you have wandered in the wilderness just like Jesus. The thing about periods of desolation is that they sometimes follow times of spiritual elation, you know, like when you feel completely connected to the Spirit of God, and you're totally on top of the world. In Jesus' case, he went straight from his baptism in the Jordan River. If you remember, he was baptized by John, and then the Holy Spirit alighted, alighted on him like a dove, and God spoke from the heavens, and he said, This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. So Jesus went from that straight into the wilderness, and into 40 days of fasting and temptation. Now, before we go on, I want to talk a little bit about the wilderness. Did you know that the word translated as wilderness appears almost 300 times in the Bible? The wilderness is a locale for intense experiences of stark need for food and water, of isolation, of danger, and divine deliverance of renewal, and of encounters with God. There is a psychology as well as a geography 
a wilderness, a theology gained in this time in the wilderness. For Jesus, this time in the wilderness was about being exposed to temptation to sin, temptations that we all face on a regular basis, but to the Son of God, we dwell, who dwelt so closely with God, who was God. Temptation was something that he probably just couldn't understand the way we do before this experience. And so the Spirit led the human Jesus to a physical and psychological wilderness where he was isolated and alone and starved of all strength and was then offered the things that he might have wanted the most in that current state of weakness. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, all of these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. As a person who had not eaten in 40 days, imagine how tempting bread must have sounded. As a person who had been isolated for weeks in an unfamiliar and unforgiving place, imagine how tempting it might have been to have your ego stroked so beautifully and your pride fed in such a way that you were promised that you were so important to the heavenly realm that they would never allow you to even stub your toe. And as a person who was born into poverty and obscurity, it could have been so tempting to be offered all the kingdoms of the world, right? To have power and glory handed to you on a silver platter. You see, this time... After, or sorry, after this time in the wilderness, Jesus understood the alluring enchantment of temptation and he knew how hard it must be for us mere humans to face it every day of our lives. See, Jesus needed to experience this period of desolation in the wilderness in order to be prepared for the ministry that came after in order for him to understand us, in order for him to empathize with us, to love us even in our brokenness. Jesus needed to go through this in order to be our Savior. All people of faith have the potential to wander in the wilderness at certain times in their lives. But the thing that gets us through them is our faith. Now, I know that that might seem like a strange thing to say. Your, three, your faith will get you through times of doubt or feeling like God has abandoned you, or, but it is faith that will carry you through. In my case, I struggled with doubt, among other things, particularly for the first time I went through it. Imagine how devastating it is for a preacher to doubt the existence of God, to have to get up and preach the good news 
when somewhere in the back of your mind you're going, is this a lie? And when I prayed, I could not sense that God was there at all. There was no indication that my prayers were being heard, not for months and months. But still, I never stopped praying. All I had was the faith that even though I could not see God, I could not hear God or feel God, God was still there. Sometimes my prayer was straight from Mark 9, 24. I believe, God, forgive my unbelief. Jesus got through it with his faith in and his knowledge of the Holy Scriptures. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus knew the scriptures better. He said, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And again the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all of the kingdoms of the world in their splendor, and he said to them, to him, All of these I will give you if you simply fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Intimacy with the word of God is a powerful thing in the face of temptation or desolation. Last week, Starla posted a meme on her Facebook page that said, Don't say that God is silent when your Bible is closed. Right? How can God talk to you if you're not looking at the Word? Jesus' example to us here is that the Word of God can bolster us when we're weak and speak for us when we have nothing to say. It is a light in the darkness of our desolation, a guide in the wilderness wanderings, and intimacy with the word is the foundation of our faith even when we struggle to believe. I believe. Forgive my unbelief. At the end of his trials in the wilderness, Jesus fought off the tempter and resisted the desire to sin. He told Satan to leave him, and his desolation was suddenly over. Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. And he had entered into his consolation. Life is a cycle of desolation and consolation, a cycle of ups and downs, mountaintops and valleys, and all that comes in between. The fact is, even when it feels like God has abandoned you, you have not been abandoned. Even when you struggle to believe in God, God still believes in you. And even when life seems most hopeless, there is always hope for us. 
My first period of desolation ended abruptly after 10 months of spiritual agony. It truly felt like Satan had just left me and the angels appeared and waited on me. Like turning on a light in a room with no windows or doors. I was suddenly able to see the work God had been doing all behind the scenes all along. My second period ended more subtly, like someone slowly turning a dimmer switch. But it was just as rewarding once my eyes adjusted and I realized that I had come out on the other side. My periods of desolation were around a year. I've known saints, I've read of saints who experienced periods of desolation for years as they served the Lord God. They doubted. But eventually they came through it. Stronger for it. More in love with God than they had ever been before. More sure of God's existence than they had ever been before. Their testimony, their testament to the good news was stronger than it could ever have been before. And their writings exist to this day that came from that. Writings that inspire us and lift us up and prove to us that whether it is 1400 A.D. or 2020, our walk with God is the same. Lent is the time in our Christian year when we lead ourselves into the wilderness with Jesus. This is the time when we deprive ourselves as a spiritual discipline and immerse ourselves more completely in prayer and Bible study. This is an opportunity to lean into God and to devote ourselves to growing in faith and in love for God. I will pray for you this season, and I ask you to pray for me. The wilderness is not often easy, but it is always transformative. May our wilderness wanderings transform us as well. Amen. 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 I would like to invite you to come to give your life to God or to transfer your membership or to join First Christian Church to devote your life to this journey we are on with our Creator and our Savior. I invite you to come as we sing our invitation hymn, hymn number 180.